Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all but feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey y'all, I'm Jules. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. Because it's that kind of day. It's the show that helps encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo, especially on the full moon as we're going through right now. And with me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sherpa. Sparta. <laughs> Kelly Sherpa. I give up. I give up. I totally give up. And the bad part is I have it written down. Oh, my God. Kelly, it's one of those days. Oh, trust me, baby. I know. I know. I do. I'm having it, too. So, yeah, it's, you know, we're just going to call this the the powered by menopause process. <laughs> or, you know, the, the, the power episode, right? Because we're, we're like, <laughs> both of us, we're just, you know. Yeah, lots and lots of energy. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now, but there is some serious up-leveling shit going down. I, I need to talk about that, actually, because, you know, we're, we're talking about shadow work in the, in the spiritual entrepreneur today. And we're going to talk about a lot of things today. So don't get too attached to the title because we're going to talk like all over the freaking place because I got shit to say. All right. So first thing I'm going to say is that so there's some serious up-leveling happening right now. I mean, serious ass shit, right? It's it's the the number of spiritual practitioners that I see going through a massive up leveling is off the charts. I, I can't remember the last time I saw this many people going through breakdown and breakdown and breakdown and breakthrough and and redefinition of self and I don't know who I am and I don't trust myself anymore and 
all of this stuff that is identity level stuff, right? I mean, it is really insane how many people there are that are dealing with this right now. And I mean, these are not minor level shifts, right? So there's there's times when we all go through certain pieces and parts, right? Um, when you're dealing with an identity level shift, what happens is that you're you're literally letting go of who you believe yourself to be in favor of who you're choosing to become. And so uh, in the tree of life, uh, in, in Kabbalah, um, or Kabbalah, depending on who you ask, there is a space in between the two top areas, right before you get to Katera at the top, there is, um, there's a triangular path and you can either go up the left side of the path, or you can all go up the right side of the path, or you can go straight across the middle through the abyss of nothingness where you are, you, you're brought into complete nothingness. And then you have to call yourself back into being at the top, right? An identity shift is that, right? It's letting go of everything you believe yourself to be. And if you do it at a core level, you don't have to do it at a core level every time. But if you do it at a core level, um, it, it's literally like, I, I don't know who I am, blah, 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 right? And then suddenly you have to call yourself back into being. And so, um, but it's, it's big. That all of this is to say it's big, right? So if you are out there and you're going through one of these, I'm going to remind you that in 2020, episode number 97, we did an, uh, a grail initiation. And, and at the time, it was for, you know, all of the stuff that we were going through as part of the pandemic and the, just the, the hermitage and we're being called into a new state of being and so on. But it's perfectly valid for right now. I just listened to it again today. I promise you it is perfectly valid for now. And if you don't know what an initiation is, listen to the episode number 96 before it. It explains what an initiation is. Uh, But if you're walking through this right now, going back to that episode and redoing the grail ritual would be a really good idea. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is there is... I don't, I don't know about you. You tell me there's been a huge amount of drama here. (laughs) I don't know if it's going around or if it's just me, (laughs) but I haven't seen this much drama in like 15, 20 years. And so there's like a huge amount of drama happening. And are you seeing that in your life? I'm seeing it around me and I consciously and in always my boundaries, my boundaries, my boundaries, and you're trying to cross my boundaries. Fuck you, get out. And you know, um, it's and so, but yeah, so, but I'm seeing it around. I'm seeing a lot of why is this person, you know, way from my past? They're just annoying now, and I don't want them in my life. But they still keep trying to butt into my life. But I don't want the drama, and I'm trying to tell them this, and they're not hearing me. So that's what I'm. I've been seeing in different relationships going on. And and that's going to continue to happen because there is the identity shift stuff happening. And when people don't want to deal with an identity shift, they will focus outwards and project onto others. And so the drama gets real, right? So um, just be aware that this shit's going down, right? Okay, so that's that's number two. 
Number three is, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I don't think we actually properly introduced this this theme for the year, Um, but we are doing a theme of the spiritual entrepreneur for the year. Uh, Every year we do a a series, right? And uh, this year it's on the spiritual entrepreneur. And so we're, we're about to put out a, uh, an email to everybody who's ever asked to be on the show that didn't get on in any other way. And, uh, if you want to be on the show <laughs> and, and this applies to you, then you can email at, uh, you email Heather at kellysparta.com and, and she will talk to you about being on the show. But, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to bring on spiritual entrepreneurs who are, uh, in need of coaching and we are going to coach them on air. And so if you are, uh, just getting started or if you're up and running or if you're further along and you're, you're hitting the wall, you know, wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey, journey, uh, if you want business and or personal coaching because you are having a challenge with something, then this is your opportunity to do that. Uh, but you must be a spiritual entrepreneur. And that means uh, you're either working in a spiritual field or you are running your non-spiritual business in a spiritual fashion, okay? Um, You know, utilizing energetics and things like that. So that's the requirement to be on the show. So, um, so yes, apply for that if that's something you want to do. And if you don't want to be on the show, but you really want the advice... (laughs) If you're like, I don't want to do it in public, right? There is the option to uh, to do a new program that we have redesigned the Liminality program. And it is now a Shaman on Call program. So basically, you get access to Kathy and me. In a, uh, we're we're doing Marco Polo check-ins. So if you've never done a a Marco Polo, it's like a it's a video chat, but it's like text. So like one person sends a video, and it waits in the other person's inbox until the other person picks it up, and then they send a video back, and the same thing happens. And so, um, and if you are both live at the same time, you end up doing like a walkie-talkie video back and forth. So. Uh, but that makes it super easy. So, you know, if you've got a super busy schedule and you don't have a lot of time to schedule something that's put aside and you don't want to be part of a group chat where you have to wait 30 minutes or 60 minutes or 90 minutes to get your question answered because you're on a group call, this is not a group. This is you and us and that's it. And, you know, you send out whenever you have the time and we answer as soon as we have the chance to get back to you. And so it is a very much a shaman on call sort of experience. And so if you are a spiritual entrepreneur who is further along in their journey and, you know, your business is up and running and cranking and you're trying to figure out what to do from here and you've spent a lot of time building your business and now you're realizing that you need to spend some time building you so that your business can grow to the next level, that's the perfect time to get involved with the Liminality program. And you can find that under the services tab on the website at Kelly's sparta.com if you want to know more about it um and uh you know you'll have to just sign up for a discovery call and we'll we'll talk to you about the details so um yes that's that so here we go so we're going to be doing a lot of these around spiritual entrepreneurship and you know i wanted to start off with shadow work because shadow work is basically the core 
of spiritual entrepreneurship. Um, and, and just we, we've talked about shadow work before, but in case this is your first episode, shadow work is digging into the dark corners and the closets and the, you know, the stuff we stuffed under the bed that we don't want to look at and that we, uh, you know, things we don't like about ourselves, things we don't want to admit about ourselves and and all of the, the pain and the trauma and things like that, that that is still impacting our lives. Right. It's not about going into the trauma. Don't go back into your trauma. Please, God, don't don't go back into your trauma. But um, it's, it's about digging it out and, and, and getting to a place where you can accept what has been, where you can integrate it into your beingness, where it can truly actually percolate into your beingness, where you can gain the gifts that the challenges have brought you and make use of them because you've, you're not trying to push it away anymore, right? That's effectively what shadow work is. So as we talk about this... The thing you've got to remember from an entrepreneurship perspective is that every piece of shadow work you don't do, yeah, it really stops you from being able to do your business in a higher way, okay? And, you know, part of that is, um, part of that is around being able to uh, be fully in your power, Right. So if you want to be magnetic and pull people in to your purview, right, um, you, you need to be standing in your belief structure of, of who you're putting yourself out into the world to believe. So you can't be pretending to be somebody else. Right. You can't be going, oh, look at me. I'm so spiritual. Namaste. Right. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> right? Namaste, can't do it. six feet away. That was one of the best things that came out of COVID. That's the only good thing that came out was that because I laughed my ass off. I'm just saying. That was the best thing. Namaste, six feet away. That, that, that was it. Especially when you had a sloth doing it. I don't know why. It's always way cuter with a sloth doing it. But, you know, that's me. All right. So, 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 so let's pretend. Let's pretend I'm opening a Reiki shop. We're going to pretend this. All right. And I'm like, oh, well, yes, I practice Reiki, but mm, okay, mm, I have limiting beliefs if I can really do this and if I'm really going to be good and what if I get something wrong and oh, what if they don't like me and I don't know if I'm going to hit everything nail on the head. So those kind of things that can limit me actually, because I'm gonna start. start that's all, folks. You can't even talk about it. Lord, it's one of them day, guys. It just is. Oh, um, I'm telling. So I would start self sabotaging. That was the word. Um, self sabotaging myself. Is is that that kind of where what I would do to myself? Yeah, that those beliefs would generally result in analysis paralysis or. Not good enough, can't do it, never get started, right? So both of them are never get started. But yeah, it's, it's just a matter of which direction you go in and how much you're lying to yourself, right? Because, you know, <laughs> <I love it. laughs> analysis paralysis, you're lying to yourself pretty hard, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I need you more information, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. no. You just got to do it, right? All right. Yeah. And, and so. And so let's, let's do that. Right. Because, you know, I know that those are some of your issues. Right. And so, you know, let's, let's work through it. You can be my, my, uh, I'll be a guinea my coach pig. for the day. That's it. You'll be the guinea pig. So, all right. So you've got the, let's, let's start with the first one. 
What was the first one? The first, first I have no one idea was, what I said. Um, I don't know either. Uh, so it was. Oh, if I get it wrong, let's say I'm doing Reiki. If you get it wrong, yeah. Okay, so I want you to think back to the last psychic reading that you had. That I had for me, or that I for gave Reiki for you. Okay, for, for me. Okay. Okay. Tell me everything the psychic reader said wrong. Nothing. <laughs> it was Savannah. She's badass. Nothing. <laughs> I'm going to promise you there's something she got wrong. Okay. I, there, every reader gets something wrong. Everybody, because you misinterpreted or you, you didn't see it clearly or you didn't understand the context or whatever. Right. But the things that people remember are the things you got right. That's, that was what the object of that, that. I got you. Actually was. she did because she, it was another female that had crossed over and she was thinking it was my mom. And I'm like, no, mom's still alive. And so turned out it was a friend of mine that had died in a car crash. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I got you. But you had to work to find it. But right? I, yeah, I did. Cause I didn't remember that. Cause what she did get right was like so ridiculously awesome. Right. Exactly. And this is what I'm saying is that unless they get absolutely everything wrong, you do not remember what they get wrong. You only remember what they got right because we have confirmation bias. Right. We're like, we, you, if you're willing to pay for psychic readings because you believe in psychic readings. Right. And so there's a confirmation bias that says, I want to believe that this is true. And therefore, I'm going to believe it unless there's like huge amounts of, of evidence that it's not. Right. So that's the that's the thing about confirmation bias. OK, so that's number one. What was the second one? They just won't like me in general. I think that's what well, I said. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are not going to like you. And that's OK. Not my job for you to like me. If you can't see this wonderfulness, <laughs> that's your own problem. <laughs> that's right. Sad for you. So Sorry. sad. Too bad. Got to go. Got to go. Yeah. I got to go find my people. Yeah, right? that's it. And yeah. Honey, and that's not to say that's wrong. That's your journey. I'm over here in my wonderfulness. And it, it may not, we may just not cross paths in this lifetime. And I have had people, you know, I've had people who really did not like me early, you know, like years ago, I would have, I, I, I created very strong reactions years ago because, you know, I'm, I have the tact of an elephant, but, um, <laughs> warning, do not drink man. water while <laughs> Kelly's talking. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So I had the tank of an elephant, right? So there you go. Um, you know, but I would have people who would be have really strong reactions to me when I was early on, right? Now I've softened a lot over the years, and I've I've developed tact and whatever. But I, I I've actually had people come back to me after the fact and say, you know, I didn't like the way you delivered it, but you were absolutely right. Or you know. I I couldn't be around you because it was too in, you were too intense. And again, I've softened a lot over the years, so I don't get these responses anymore, but I got them at the time, right? But but they would come back later and acknowledge that, you know, it was still valid, right? <clears throat> so, and and it does, it doesn't always happen. I mean, people disappear for any number of reasons. People don't work with you for any number of reasons. And you know, some people aren't just they just aren't for you. You don't like other you don't like everybody either. Let's be honest. So, you know, usually the people who don't like you are the ones you don't like. True that. But, you know, it's funny because earlier in my life, I spent so much time trying to 
please everyone, you know, because that is the proper Southern thing to do, you know, growing up Southern. And, you know, oh, I cannot bother anyone. No, you know, and but it is it is exhausting. And especially I remember in high school, I was so stressed out. And it wasn't just me. It was like our whole class. Right. So we would basically we had like, you know, the honor classes and all that. And we would go like from classroom to classroom to classroom. So we're, you know, studying like crazy, you know, total nerds and everything. But yay, you know, awesome. But. We actually, I remember going to the counselor. She actually had like a stress time that we could go and just decompress because we were all had similar issues of we're trying to make this teacher happy, this coach happy, this dance instructor happy, parents happy, you know, get along with the friends, the whole nine yards. And we were freaking stressed the hell out. Well, and you had hormones on top of and it. Hormone on top of it. Yeah. And then throughout their life, it's just it changes. I've noticed just situationally from a high school, then now to college, you know, now to starting out your career. Now, oh, you met someone. Oh, you're engaged. When you get married, when you get married, when you get married. Oh, you're married. When you having a baby, when you having a baby, when you having a baby. Oh, yeah. When you having another one, when you have another one, when you have it never ends. All of these expectations that none of us signed up for, you know, so, so much stress. Yes. So much stress. And it, it impacts the business. Right. Because you're like, well, everybody's got to like me. And what if people don't like what if they leave a bad review? Oh, my God. Yes. The reviews, because everyone lives and dies by flipping reviews and thumbs up and thumbs down. By the way, if you had to take a second, go ahead and like and subscribe to the YouTube right now. (laughs) So (laughs) go ahead and get that in there. Thank you. And if you're listening to the podcast, give us five five, five stars. But more importantly, share with your friends. <laughs> Slices and dices at Julian's fries. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, people worry about their reviews and, and you have to be conscious of your reviews. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, by the time you're ready to start charging for your services, you're pretty good. Because you're harder on yourself than everybody else. And so, you know, short of you totally pissing somebody off, you know, you'll get good reviews, right? And and you may get a, a pissed off review. I mean, there's there's one woman on my on my uh on my uh Google business right now. She reviewed my business because she didn't like a three-hour mini class I did as a gift for a friend, <laughs> you know, as a favor for a friend on mediumship and uh, that. And it was the first thing we did coming out of COVID. And I was I was rusty because I hadn't done any mediumship in like two years because of COVID and everything else. And, and, and you know, I wasn't at my best, absolutely. But I gave decent readings and I gave an hour long class and I gave a a sound healing on top of it. It was just, it was an insane amount of stuff for her 20 bucks. And, and we gave her her money back because she complained. She didn't like it. And I was like, and then she goes and gives me a one-star review and, and insists that, that, uh, and I didn't know who she was when she first did the review because I didn't have the list. I wasn't the one who took the registrations. I wasn't the one who took the money. It wasn't through my business. I was just showing up and doing something for three hours as a, as a favor to a friend. And so, you know, and, and yeah, and she gave a bad review. She gave a one-star review and Google wouldn't take it down. 
even though it wasn't for my business. It wasn't, you know, never came through my business. None of the money came through my business. None of the work was part of my business. They don't care. They left it up. Shit happens. It doesn't matter. I have enough of other five-star reviews that nobody cares. Exactly. And that's it. At the end of the day, is it going to change your world? Mm. You know, my feeling is if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're make, you know, you're giving it all your effort. You know, you go in with a good heart and all that. Yeah, you're going to have some bad. You can't please everybody. Get over it. You know, which is why we gave her her money back. You know, it's like, yep, I, I didn't touch into your father who he wanted to talk to. And I, I can't control whether or not he shows up. I told him that in the in the mediumship portion of the explanation. I'm like, I don't control who shows up. They're sovereign beings. If they show up, they show up. If they don't, they don't. I can't help that. You know, um, oh, she had unrealistic expectations. She did. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that happens. We ha- Everybody has trolls. Everyone has trolls, right? That's just the nature of the beast. And so, you know, this is the thing is that you're always going to end up with a bad review somewhere along the line. The good news is on some of the platforms, your haters are actually going to drive your engagement. <laughs> so like I'm on TikTok. I love TikTok, right? And if I get a hater who is who is making comments and you know going back and forth and with me, it it drives yeah. my engagement. It it says, "Oh, people like this video. We're going to deliver it to more people." Seriously? So I, seriously. Which is awesome, right? So I, I engage the trolls on TikTok because it drives my engagement. I'm like, oh, are you? What do you think about this? And they go, oh, I think you suck. I'm like, oh, really? Why is that? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Tell me all the reasons why I suck because you're just driving my engagement. <laughs> One sentence per comment. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> so it has the opposite effect. Oh my God, karma's a bitch. That's awesome. <laughs> So this is this is the thing. So you just have to understand the platform that you're working on and whatever. But you can't worry about the haters. You really can't. Um, but for a lot of us, it feels like rejection, right? It's like, oh, oh, I wasn't good enough. And that's that not good enough thing, right? It's not, oh, I was having an off day or, oh, I was out of practice or, oh, you know, the person didn't show up or, you know, whatever. It It's I'm not good enough. It, it suddenly becomes this all-encompassing thing about your ability to do your job at all, right? And, and that's unrealistic. But we do that to ourselves, especially in the beginning. Yeah, you know, I'm either perfect or I'm shit, right? And that's the problem. So, you know, a lot of this is about giving yourself permission to be human, and giving yourself permission to have off days and giving yourself permission to, you know, be, be normal, right? <laughs> it's like nobody has an on day every day. No one, you know, I mean, I get migraines periodically. You ask me to do any sort of psychic reading on a migraine day, you're out of luck. There is no psychic ability on a migraine day. It doesn't exist, right? I have an off day. Now I'm kick ass any other time, but not on a migraine day. Sometimes not on the day after a migraine. If it was bad enough, I have migraine brain, and it's just like it's all like cotton in my head. It's just like Bleh, right. So not going to happen those days either. But you know, wait a couple of days, and I'll knock your socks off. But I don't suddenly decide that I suck because I had a migraine. Well, and and for me too, like I, before, like I went through, you know, the the inner peace one hundred and one. Before that, you know. 
so that was me personally going through, you know, my shadow work and all, and that would affect my business. So before that, I would have taken everything so flippant personally and because I never dealt with the issues, you know, why did I feel this way? You know, why did I ever want to be seen? What below me? What, you know, or, you know, why did I always strive to make friends in whatever situation and make all these one-sided contracts, you know, transactional love going, oh, well, I'll do A, B, C, D, and E for you. Um, just like me, you know, because I never felt good enough, you know, and I'm like, screw that now, you know, so, <laughs> different attitude now. Sure that. I'm not different. doing anything for you. You're yeah. on your own. <laughs> and then it's like, the other thing is, um, uh, some friends of ours have, uh, were afraid to be too successful. Because now they're going to be seen, and that's a whole nother level. And I remember you, uh, I think it was on the last podcast or the other one, you're like, how do you feel about being seen? I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, there was a, um, was a friend of ours that, that uh, they were going to be on TV spontaneously, and they were severely, like, petrified of that. And I'm like, dude, it's going to bolster your business. Rock out. You know, and they were like, well, yeah, but mm, not so much. <laughs> Don't think about who's on the other end of the camera. Just talk to the camera. Yeah, just that's talk to the, the camera. Answer to that. Yeah, just talk to the person that's talking to you. You'll be fine, right? But don't think about how many people are going to see it or you'll freeze up. That's, that's, that's the answer to that one, right? So, you know, here's the thing, right? You're talking classic new practitioner stuff here, right? It's, it's always, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to be good enough. I'm afraid I'm going to be wrong. I'm afraid. Just give yourself permission to not be good enough. Give yourself permission to be wrong. And, you know, because that was the day I, you know, I've told this story before. The day that I proved to myself that I was psychic was when I was asked to do a bunch of readings for people I'd never met. And I didn't have any cards. I didn't have anything. And I was like, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. And they're like, yeah, you know, the guy was like, yeah, you do. You do it all the time at the church. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I just, I write other people's readings. I don't, I don't do it myself, you know, because <laughs> like, I'd always get extra information while they were doing, you know, um, mediumship from the pulpit. And I would give it to whoever in, at the coffee clutch after, after the service and say, oh, I got, for what it's worth, I got this, right? And he watched me do this week after week after week after week. And I told him things about himself. And But uh, no, 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 I don't do this. I don't do this, right? And then he cornered me and said, why don't you do readings for these eight or ten people that are in the room that you'd never met before? And I was like, yeah! I was like, That's a way to out. kick you out the nest. <laughs> I was like, fine, I will do this with the understanding that absolutely everything that comes out of my mouth is probably wrong. And they went, yeah, okay. And that gave me permission, right? Gave me permission. I was like, okay, you know, here we go. I'll, I'm off I went. And, you know, I don't usually remember readings anymore. I usually don't remember what I tell people I'm, I'm channeling and, you know, I'm not trying to remember because it's not my business, right? I remember every freaking reading I did that day because it flipped me out so bad that I was handing people information I had no right to know. Like I knew that this one couple was going camping and then they were going to a marriage counselor, marriage retreat. I, I like, I, I mean, detailed stuff, right? And 
every single thing I got quote unquote wrong, there was one person in the room who was terrified to have a reading, but desperate to have a reading. And she, she was like, she wanted both. And she was so scared. All I could get was terror when I went to look at her and everything I quote unquote got wrong on anybody else. She'd go, that's mine. (laughs) That's mine. (laughs) That's mine. No, she didn't. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I was like reading the couple that was having problems. And I said, I said, you've got, and I'm like, why do I keep going back and forth between boys seven and nine and twins 19? And they were like, yeah, we have the boys seven and nine. And she's like, twins are mine. <laughs> and I'm like, you're going to Niagara? And they're like, no. She's like, that's me. <laughs> okay. She was just shoving her energy into everybody else's reading to, to like, and so everything I got wrong was hers. <laughs> So I wasn't getting it wrong. I was just getting hers, right? And so, you know, it's just weird stuff. Like, you know, I'm looking at this guy who's dressed like a corporate exec. And I'm looking at him and going, you paint? He said, yeah. I said, for a living? He's like, yeah, I'm a house painter. And I'm like, to look at this guy, he looked like a corporate executive. I was like staring at his shoes, looking for paint flecks. I'm like, what did I see that I didn't know? I'm looking at his nails. Are they covered in paint? No, nothing. Immaculate. But I, I just knew. And I was just, and I was like, you're another one. I'm like, you're a sole caretaker for someone who's an invalid. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, it's a family member. She's like, yeah. I said, you're done. She said, yeah. I said, and nobody is saying they'll take over. She said, yeah. I said, there's somebody who will take over, but they're not going to tell you until you quit. You have to absolutely quit and walk away before they will do it. Cause they really don't want to. She was like, Good to know, right? <laughs> but I'm like, I just, I remember every single read I did because it freaked me out. Well, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. There was even a guy who, who, um, who was, he had been to famous readers, famous readers. And he said, they never get anything off of me. He said, don't, don't judge your ability based on me because they never get anything off of me. And I went, huh, that's interesting. I wonder why. And I went back in time to when he was five years old and I saw him put up the shield that keeps them from being able to see anything. And I told him how he put it up and how he could take it down. And he was just like, oh my God, nobody's ever been able to give me anything like that. Okay. Because I gave myself permission to totally screw up. Right. I gave myself permission to be completely wrong. And so everything I saw came out of my mouth instead of me going, Oh, is this right? Or is that right? Or, Oh, if nobody, nobody who's a famous reader has ever been able to give him anything, I couldn't possibly do that. I was, I had full permission to be totally wrong. <laughs> and so I'm like, Oh, here, <laughs> like, here's everything that's coming through. Right. And, and I was spot on. I terrified myself. I was like, how do I know this stuff? I don't know how I know this stuff. I shouldn't know this stuff, right? <laughs> but, but it was true. Okay. So this is the sort of thing, right? And this was the reason that it's so anchored in my memory is because I leaned on it so hard in the years to come to prove to myself that I knew what I was doing. So if you do nothing else, put yourself in a position where you have to do readings for total strangers and give yourself absolute permission to totally screw it up and then watch yourself be amazing and hold on to that memory because that will keep you solid in your belief in your abilities. Because the very first stage of doing this work, before you have to convince anybody else that you know what you're doing, you have to convince yourself. Until then, you're going to edit 
You're going to edit what you say. You're going to hem and haw. You're going to soften it. You're going to twist it. You're going to, you know, I can't possibly say this, you know, but you need to say it, right? That sort of thing. Well, there you go. So what what is your parting Kellyism? Um, give yourself permission to fuck it up. Fuck it up hard. There you go. If you're going to fuck it up, fuck it up hard. So fuck it up hard. <laughs> go big, go yeah. home. Yeah. Well, and, you know, if you're thinking about doing shadow work right now, you know, we, we have a quiz on the website. It's the, our, you know, what is your shadow work readiness score, right? And it's at the top of every single page on kellysparta.com. It's a free quiz. All you got to do is just fill it out. And it, it, people are saying how remarkable it is that it's describing them. So, And you put um, it on Instagram you know, too. Didn't I see it on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. It's going out on Instagram. It's going out on Facebook. It's um, only place it's not being done regularly is TikTok right now. But um, yeah, it's going out a lot of places because it is so useful. So, you know, if you're thinking that shadow, shadow work might be your path, take the quiz. It'll tell you exactly where you are and exactly what your next step is. There you go. All right. Um, and we are going to include Heather's email um, in the show notes for anyone who would like to talk about the liminality, talk about program. The liminality yes. program and all. We're going to include that. All or, right. Or, no, um, uh, that too. But also for anybody who wants to come on the show to come on the show and and have and, and have a coaching session. Have a like coaching. We just did. Be yeah. illuminated. Be illuminated. <laughs> Be walked through liminal space. Yeah, you should probably mention what liminal is. <laughs> I feel thing. So you know, liminality is is this. So it's based on this idea of liminal space, and liminal space is the space between the energetic realm and the physical reality. It is the place where manifestation occurs. It's the place where you pull the energetic into the physical. You go through liminal space. You go through liminality. Right. And so that is what the 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 court the program name is based on. So there you go. I like do you that. Feel edified. I do. I do. <laughs> I learned something today. I love it. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have for this week, folks. Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules, here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everybody. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car, I'm all alone, but feeling strong knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving wondering where my spirit will I'm driving are you a spiritual practitioner or a coach who is looking to be able to be more abundant in your business but you don't really know how to do that you'd love to create a group program but you don't know what you would necessarily talk about and you really just love some help in getting the business off the ground and you really love to not have to do everything yourself well then i have good news for you my spiritual coach certification program is the way for you to be able to build a high ticket business with very little effort 
and to have a partner in the business along the way. We do all of the back end for you. We do all your tech. We do all of the payment processing. We do all of the onboarding, all of the customer service. And all you have to do is market, sell, and deliver on your courses. So if you'd like to learn more about this program and how it might work for you, reach out to me at spiritualcoachcertification.us and set up a discovery call. I look forward to talking with you.